Welcome back to System and Astrivia, the podcast where we sometimes learn how to properly cool very large rooms. This is Brent. I'm Jonathan. I'm Peyton. And with us tonight we have... Johnny Christmas. Great. Woo! So Johnny, you've been on the show, I think, three times now? Really? I think yeah. it was twice. I know, it's twice. You know what I want to comment on is that we have Johnny Christmas on Christmas in July Eve. There, yeah, well, that's that's what I'll have to name the episode is Christmas in July. But Eve. It, <clears throat> oh, when will July it air? Eve? Oh, well, August. It'll, actually, well, it's not going to air for like a month. Yeah, and no. it doesn't matter now because we've already discussed the issue. Right. Right, right. We'd exactly. have to re start all over. But I do print when episodes are recorded, so it's okay. Correct. Uh, we've got we've got multiple, reading multiple times throughout. We've got redundant systems in place of making sure the joke is known. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good. Explain it in the show notes. Dude. Yeah, I will. Because jokes are funniest <laughs> when you make sure everyone can get them. I kind of I by kind way of, do of find thorough explanation. I, I, I do kind of find <laughs> like the anti humor where you just like delve into why a joke is funny because yeah. eventually it comes around and starts actually being funny. So the reason that should be the entire episode title is because <laughs> just that whole sentence. The episode title is Christmas in July, comma, which is a funny title, comma, because then you have to spell out comma. Christmas is However, uh, that would be a great a great way to test for uh, for buffer overflows and podcast clients. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Let's see if we get it. A title on board. field overflow. Okay, so yeah, so, so tonight we have uh, Johnny with us. He's actually going to be talking about something we've never talked about on the show before, which is surprising. I'm actually not with you at all. I'm, I haven't left my house. R- all right, figured you speaking, are with us in spirit, digitally. Sir. His, the, I just met you. His ghost in the shell is converged amongst our ghosts in the shell, and we are all in a virtual place together. It's like a ghost orgy. A gorgy. <laughs> a gorgy. <laughs> a gorgy. <laughs> right, exactly. A gorgy. I run a ghost company. Did you know that? Can yes. I plug my companies? Yeah, go ahead. Yes. Um, do you want to wait until the end to do that, or do you want to do that now? No, we can, do I'm going to do it throughout. Nobody listens to the end. You're about to reveal something that's not supposed to be revealed. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? No, it's fine. I, I run uh, Ghost Express, where mm-hmm. we can ship a ghost to pretty much anyone in the world, uh, pending yep. they have a place to receive shipments. Right. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of important. Yeah. We're at the incredibly difficult to understand TLD of Ghost.Express, <laughs> which just, I think that's been a problem for us. Like people are just trying to go to ghost.express.com like or something. Yeah. Well, or they'll Google Ghost Express, and I think now the SEO is starting to get us up there. But okay. like, yeah, it's it's we're at ghost.express. Just type it in. I promise you, it's fine. <laughs> Do what the hacker says. Just put, <laughs> type this in the address bar of your browser, and it'll be amazing. Yeah, trust me. Yeah. So it is my understanding that Brent actually got a ghost. I did. Uh, it's currently in storage. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you just shoved it in like a fucking yeah. closet. No, I, I'm in the process of moving. I, by the way, I just closed. So, uh, congratulations. Of- Welcome yeah. to debt. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And you were quite upset about that ghost for a very long time. Not. <laughs> the curiosity was maddening more than anything. I was. I yeah. was. It was great that I received it. I was really uh, flattered. <clears throat> But I was I, I spent like a good week trying to figure out who, who sent yeah. it and nobody's spilling beans. Um, and that's really our selling point is right. like it drives people mad when they don't know who did it. Like it's right. not so much the like 
like okay it's cute because it's a little ghost in a box mm-hmm. and then also it's the like if you got a friend who's super spooked by ghosts it's great but yeah. most of the time it's the madness of who the <laughs> hell did this right because it's totally best. it's totally yeah. anonymous yeah we have people who send us like videos of their friends freaking out like angry <laughs> like which one of you fuckers did it? Just fucking tell me. Just fucking tell me. Like, I get it. It's funny. Just tell who the fuck did it. Like, we've ruined friendships with these ghosts. I like um, that. Uh, I think good. we should. I think you should set up a serial killer as a service. A what? Uh, mm. Serial killer as a service? Uh, maybe not do that. that. That'd be fine. Isn't that just called a hitman? Like, hit ship someone a serial killer just like the next yeah, step yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. Well, you know, if their ghost supply ever runs low, they have a, a way of, of increasing the stock. I guess but. we uh, we're about to roll out an option um, where you can send a ghost to a random person. Oh gosh, this is, which I just we thought of that in the last episode of uh, I Got One. Uh huh. Which oh, plug in my podcast. There you Podcastception. go. <laughs> yeah, I got this one podcast why he's every really Friday here right now. <laughs> just to plug all of my business <laughs> ventures. I forgot why I'm here. <laughs> I'll, I'll remind um, you when we get to reasons, it. reasons, many, many reasons. Not interested. <laughs> right. he only well, wants to plug you know, stuff. Just drink something for a little bit, and we'll be fine. Right. I I mean, can I? Should I do it noisily? Sure. I, I I can't guarantee our editor won't. The more noise, the better. Like if you have a little kid crying in the background, you know, maybe no the train. Oh, I can do that. Hang on. Kettle go off. <laughs> He's you gonna know. open up How much time board? do I have? I'm just going to go get a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> I got a sandwich. I'm just going to go get a real kid. Yeah, what the hell? Go get a little kid. They're everywhere. You go to the mall. I have, I have five in my house. <laughs> That's what my mom told me. You just like you get, you just take kids at the mall. She said that happens all the time when I was a kid. So if I, was gonna, if I, I needed a kid, I'd go to the mall. I don't think that was meant to be an encouragement to do it. I don't think she was condoning it. I she was just passing the information. I assumed that's that's where my right. where I and my brother came from. <laughs> like when they brought my brother home, like I thought they brought him home from the mall. Did you guys like, get him from the mall? That right, was actually from? giving like, birth. Yeah, They're just constantly <laughs> trading, and, and it's like pogs. My first, like, one of my very first experiences, like, of memories of being out of the house was going to the mall and my mom yelling at me to stay close because someone will take me, and then like. A year later, they come home from who knows where, and they have a baby. And I assumed, well, he must have come from the mall. Because <laughs> that's where people take babies from. Mm. Mm-hmm. The baby store. The baby store. That's right. Cool. The okay. babies. Just so the what? mall. Just outside. The mall. Well, you know, I mean, you've got a lot of other... You've got the food court, which is... No, I almost took that to I, a really dark place. You, I used wow. to... Wow. Oh. <laughs> The wow. babies, two babies enter, none leave. <laughs> well, that's why it's right next to the food court. Yeah, I used to have wow. a Thomas, uh, a Thomas Jefferson costume, like a real one, yeah. like a, like a reenactor's what? costume. Why no, Thomas painted, Jefferson? Painted. We're moving on. We're moving on to Thomas why? Jefferson. Why Thomas Jefferson? So I, there's why a not? real. Okay, I'm not going to say where I got it from, but I'll say okay, I got sure. it from a costume store. Okay, and okay. I was like, I want to try this on because they had like 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 thousand dollar costumes there and stuff that you could right. rent. Right. And I was like, oh, can I try this on? Because I was just thinking of wearing it to homecoming, mm-hmm. and because uh, I was like 14 or something, and right. I put it on, and it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> and so I was walking around the costume store with it on, just like being a shit, and because <laughs> and everything you do dressed as Thomas Jefferson is funny. 
Right. And then Correct. I just kind of, I I just left. I just kind of left. <laughs> you, you, okay. And, <laughs> and so now I it was mine by way of my actions. And right. <laughs> right. so I would go to the mall wearing this Thomas Jefferson oh, no. costume and I would just go to the food court <clears throat> and I uh-huh. would just get like some sparrow and <laughs> I would sit way in the corner by myself and just eat my sparrow. <laughs> and like every once in a while, like somebody had come up like, Hey, why are you dressed as Thomas Jefferson? Or like, really, they wouldn't recognize it. But like, why are you dressed, are you dressed as like, like that, yeah. some old dude? You know, and I'd be like, hey, come on, man. I'm just trying to eat my lunch. Like, <laughs> I, would, I would I would like did blow you, them off and be like, come on, man. I'm just eating. Don't me when I'm lunch break. I would just I don't even think he implied it was a lunch break. I would do the like very much going out of my way to not draw attention to myself response of like, hey, come on, man, I'm just trying to enjoy my lunch. Like while at the same time clearly drawing attention to myself. If I threw a fit, it'd be obvious that it's a bit. But I'm really no man, come on, man. I'm just eating my lunch. I'm just I'm gonna I'm just getting lunch and I'm gonna go. It's don't worry about it. You gotta print up like a, a replica late 1700s newspaper in the parchment, <laughs> and big, just sit there and read it while you're eating big and scroll. Yeah, get a big feather to write with. Yeah, like, come on, man. I'm just trying to answer my mail. Yeah, <laughs> and then I would. Yeah, that's, and I just you thought to, it was. So you have good. to have the the feather with the ink quill so you can you yeah. pull some parchment. Right. So you can... Yeah, and I just thought I thought the funny thing on earth I could do with this Thomas Jefferson costume was nothing. And yeah. so that's I would just go do nothing in it. I would just like wait for the bus, <laughs> like not. Get, I wouldn't get on the bus because then that's something. I would just wait. I'd be at the bus stop forever, and I would wave the bus along. Like no, 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 it's fine. <laughs> How much time did you fucking waste doing that? Oh, I don't think it's time uh, wasted, Jathan. Like to date, <laughs> is something you still I was I was in it about an hour ago. It's <laughs> there uh, you go. I, no, that thing's long gone. <laughs> mm, that's a shame. He was just wearing it. <laughs> that's for that's for mommy and daddy time. <laughs> hey, there you go. Cool. Um. Okay. Right, cool, cool. So right. good. Good stuff. Let's talk about what we are drinking tonight. Who wants to go first? Jayton goes first. I always go first. That's true. You always go first. What are you drinking tonight, Jayton? Gin and tonic, but I'm almost out, and I'm gonna need what a kind of gin and tonic. Tangeray. Uh, not fancy tonic. It's just just the Canfields. I don't know Seagrams or whatever. Okay. Canada Dry. I didn't know tonic, make... One of those. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. It's what I had on hand. Sure. All right. Who else is uh? Johnny, else is drinking? you're up. I uh, so I just took a nice long nap, uh, which means I needed needed me a Red Bull, and so okay. I got a, a Red Bull with a, hel- a heap and helping of some Death's Door vodka, which I absolutely mm. love. Mm. It's got this like this like vanilla-y sweetness to it that's just amazing, and you can drink it straight for days. I love it so much; I've just started buying gallons of it. I've had their gin, but never their vodka. You know what? What's I don't really like their again? gin. Death's Door. Death's Door. You don't Death's like Store. their gin, or you haven't? I don't, had it? I don't really like their gin. Um, and oh, their vodka, okay. absolutely amazing. You're like a gin guy, right? Um, I no, I'm particular about gin, so I, I, I mm. that might be the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm, well, you should go to uh, Bathtub Gin & Co. next time you're in Seattle. Uh, it sounds terrible. No. It's a... Jeez. It Speak easy with this really yeah. weird guy who has a podcast about drinking gin. They're about to jack up the uh, alcohol taxes here in Illinois substantially. Ooh. And uh, I was, I'm was i very excited for the return of Bathtub Gins. 
Yeah, like I mean, I'm, I'm on. I I'm make ready sure the for it. Bathtub's clean first. But, uh, you know. Alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> right. <laughs> Look, alcohol will kill all the bacteria. You could just move to a new state. Ah, uh, but then it wouldn't have Chicago. That like, sounds like a positive. You know, thing. like it, it once really every does. once every three years, there's a push to um, make Chicago its own state, like Chicago, Milwaukee, Gary, Indiana, and yeah, really? um, and it's. No, yeah, this no, isn't this a is bit. Real. This like happens it, all the time. Act- I'm sure okay. this happens all in right. like a lot of cities because you know any any state with a huge city like Chicago, the problem is that like the pop the population of that city outvotes the rest of the state, right? And the rest of the state is usually like right. rural or something. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's mm-hmm. Maine has the California has the problem. You know they're trying to split north and south. California, same with Maine. It's that, yep, I you know, and it's true. Like, this is a farmer, huh. farm state. Illinois is an agricultural state, and then you've got freaking yeah. Chicago here voting for, you know, pro-city everything, and the farmers are just getting screwed because of us because there's, like, nine of them. Mm-hmm. So I get it, but it's yep. a beautiful city. Your gun laws are ir- ir- are ridiculous, by the way. Those are no, Those are gone. The Supreme Court shut those down. Really? We were the fiftieth wow. state. <laughs> yeah, we were the last yeah, course, state yeah. of the union to allow concealed carry per, yeah, per yeah, Supreme yeah. Court decision. <laughs> I mean, I feel like half the half the constituents there, right? Are and that's what, anyway, like that so. was the big joke. You're going to tell mm-hmm. me no mm-hmm. farmer on this in this state was doing concealed carry? Come on, that's like party, uh, right? Yeah, and right, and even in the, oh, the, even in the super city, murdery. especially too. It's, and actually, they did a study for like where all those so. guns come from, and it turns out that they were um, guns that were sold to to Central American uh, groups who were, you know, for the purposes of yeah. military coups, and then they were then smuggling our guns back into our country and then selling them illegally. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! It's hilarious. That's double illegal. Yeah. So it yeah. was our own guns wow. that we had smuggled into Mexico to arm people who then became malicious <laughs> right. dictators who then took those guns and sold them back to us. <laughs> right. Like, I, but, you know, I ain't even mad. on the street can't walk over and buy one, you know, because... Oh, yeah. Whatever. Right, yeah. Um, this has been Firearms so, Administrivia. So that it would make up. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> Gunpowder Administrivia. What are we talking about? Other Taylor, malicious stuff, yes. Talking? You did. You went first. Oh, oh, that's right. We're talking about hooch. Right. I also have a bottle of Rowan's Creek uh, Kentucky bourbon um, as a backup, which I really like as well. I haven't. I I haven't. Oh, so uh, yeah. One of the big upsides of living in Chicago is I'm about an hour south of the cheapest alcohol in the country. Yeah. Well, you guys were part of the original bootlegging belt for a while. So Wisconsin has uh, no liquor taxes. And which cuts Ooh, the cost of man. liquor substantially. And so I can drive an hour to the border and there's a store there called Woodman's, which has a, an alcohol department that's so huge that it's actually walled off into its own store. Um, and it's amazing. Sounds like my kind of store. Oh, it's, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's like uh, it's like Sam's Club for liquor. Do you have membership <laughs> cards? Yeah, we have something like that in uh, down in Maryland. There's a, a big old store down there. And, you know, Is of Maryland, course it's Maryland really so. merry? Because I've been to Baltimore um, and it was no Maryland is not <laughs> no, Mary. it's not. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but it's it's also spelled you know M A R and not M E R R. Whatever. Okay. Uh, Chicago is very cheeky. It is. Is, is That's it true? Um, yes, it's it's quite. Oh cheeky. yeah, we're known for our improv, which is the cheekiest of all forms well, of comedy. No, I thought I thought you were going with like chic, as in stylish. 
not oh, cheeky. Uh, as an, okay, no, we're we're going through this like anti-style period right now, where everyone wears like the frumpiest possible clothing. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not into it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, you are a, a a fairly stylish individual, so I can see how that can not be. Your well, time. I guess not. Well, <laughs> well non-faddish stylish you you follow the beat of your own drum kind of a thing yeah now if i go out like dressed up i get looks but not like, like hey thomas look at that Jefferson. guy it's like what's up with that guy <laughs> yeah like i get the same looks that thomas jefferson got yeah it's right. that it's like right to go ask him what's go ask him what he's doing yeah is he from the west <laughs> what i'm going to a wedding yeah <laughs> right <laughs> okay okay Who's, who else is drinking payton clearly all of us uh, i have um I have four cans of 16 ounce Coors Light, and then I have five after that. That's okay. a lot. And I've of got another dirt Coors bowl. Light. It's really not it that much. Yeah. yeah. You plan on gutting through all of them, or? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm okay. gonna finish all, right. all four. Cool. Yeah. All really. right. Uh, and I'm like already got one, I, so yeah. I have a dirt wolf because I I still have that stash. Fuck I your dirt discovered. wolf. I don't know what that is, it, but it, it is sounds a, gross. It is a beer by Victory it's, Brewing. It's two things I try to avoid: dirt, dirt, and wolves. Yeah. What if it was wolf Pass. made out of dirt? Pass. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Payton. Double pass. Mm-hmm. Double pass that we're double running, base. Yes. We're running a little behind. Do you want to... Uh... We'll fix it in post. We'll f- <laughs> we, we will. Fuck probably. it, we'll do it live. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you, uh, why don't you give is. us the tip you have tonight? Well, As we say in the it's... I Got One podcast, I, I, we'll I fix it in you, post. It's, we'll fix it in post. It's, it's a hefty... It's turgid. It's, it's a hefty oh, turgid. No, you just you know. did this joke in S412. Oh, I'm going to keep doing it again. Turgid. Would you say it's humid? Turgid. Moist? I don't think so. It is a little moist. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. All right. Go. Go. All right. I like a hefty turgidity. <laughs> we are uh, my tip, my my little mushroom head here is going to be. Uh, the... Well, it doesn't work if you blatantly reference. <laughs> He's dying. Sorry. Did you just <laughs> cough from vaping? I did. I did because I started talking and I forgot. Um, <laughs> no. It's... Can I cancel <laughs> still? Can I cancel? <laughs> I told you vaping dying. was bad. For You're the in show. this with all of us here. <laughs> Can we do a, like a late, like a postpartum abortion on my appearance here? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Um, I, I, oh my gosh. Uh, <coughs> too soon? My, no, my, Peyton, the joke doesn't work if you, if you blatantly reference what it's, what it's a, 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 a We were also talking about You know what's worse than explaining jokes innuendo. is explaining why jokes. We were talking about his turgidity, and then yeah. Johnny asked if it was fucking uh. humid. Like, what kind of primordial soup is Peyton brewing? <laughs> Look, my AC's off, and I tell you right now, it's pretty Same humid. Is. It's pretty humid. I turned it off for this podcast, yep. so the longer we do this, that the means... sweatier I get. Yep. And, and all yep. you're getting out of it is Brent choking on his vape. Yeah. yeah. He's still laughing about that. I don't know yeah. why. Later on, when he goes, how was the podcast? I'm going to say Brent choked on his vape. <laughs> and they're going to go, ah, and like, ah. that's going to be a great summary. Of- <laughs> that's going to be like the one thing. And okay. he's gonna edit it out too. Okay. No, yeah. edit it. So we have to in. keep mentioning it so that edit he can't a, edit. A keep it in, just so we, just so they don't have to keep on mentioning it, and so Peyton can actually get through the episode. Ugh. I'll even I'll even put it in the episode summary, so it displays on the front page. All right, I'll do that just for you, Johnny. Cool. So are we are we almost done? No, <laughs> no, no, we're no. not almost done. We need to get mm. to the topic, Peyton. All right, yes. we definitely are running behind now. Please, okay, right. tip. Go. Uh, okay. This is Peyton with a tip. Uh, it's a needle point. Here we go. All right. So we're going to talk about drill. 
Drill is a tool designed to get all sorts of information out of the DNS. It is specifically designed to be used with DNSSEC. It's a pun on dig. With drill, you're able to get even more information than with dig. If no arguments are given to class defaults to n and type to a, uh, it, I'm sorry, defaults to n and type a. Uh, server specified and the resolve comp are used to query against hmm. either drill name or at server or type. And I'm doing it right uh, now, in fact. Patents so with the same syntax. Have you guys heard of this? Is completely dig. not really that relevant at all. Then oh, it can geez, wait. No, no. Have you guys heard of Apache Drill? No. No, no. It's a it's sysadmin related. So yeah, it is technically related. Have what, you heard of on? Apache Drill? What is it? We just oh, said no. Uh, apparently, it allows you to take like uh, you know, if you have like a twenty gig JSON or like other markup file, you can use SQL uh -huh. queries to pull out the information you want. Okay, fine. That's great. Moving on. Wow. Payton. What does that have to do with I'm interested. Drill? Jason, we're we're behind. We need Who to gives a yeah, shit? move into the main topic. We have no Look, Jason, do you want time for your clams or no, not? No, that's fine. Yeah. I'll give up my clams for a good episode. No, 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 no. no. You, you will not keep in your clams. clams. We love your clams. To be fair to him, I just tried to do like a brew install drill and it pulled Apache drill. So. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. So <laughs> there you go. Drill. Peyton, is that D R I L L or D R I L? D R I L L. Okay. Uh, I thought it go. was D R I L like the the really funny guy on Twitter. Yeah. Right, drill, drill. He's sweet. my hero. Fantastic, pain. Okay, yes. so you were just covering the syntax of drill. Yes. What do you use it for? What else? It's like gathering dig. information about DNS. Jesus sec. Christ! It's like dig. It's a pun Crimey. against a dig. You didn't pay attention to that. <laughs> Why is it better? It gives you even more, even more information. Okay. okay. But this is literally just a tip. It's supposed to be a short bit. We don't need to have a lot of conversation about well, it. Well, we fucked that up. Yes, we sure <laughs> fucking did. Jesus Christ! What the fuck are we gonna do now? Okay, but to be fair, yes, uh, yes. so I'm working on my scan cannon tool, which is used to enumerate scan the scan cannon. Scan cannon, yeah, it's as I awesome as it sounds. That. It's used to enumerate the external presence of like really, really large, like multi ASN corporations. Is that what is an ASN fork of Mascan or something totally different? It it so it uses Mascan to quickly determine which hosts are Got up, it. but then okay. it flips over to Nmap for actual accuracy. Okay, so it's a two Makes and sense. one. Um, but then it does, it creates a ton of different flat files in mm -hmm. formats that are super useful for then importing into other utilities. Um, for are you like using Nmap's native formatting for that? Like it, it has native output formatting for like XML. I do do things. that as well, okay, just to, because there are a lot of tools that bring those in. Mm -hmm. But then also, I mean, I will separate out like here's all your um, remote desktop hosts. Oh. Here's all your FTP hosts, all in flat files. So, like, if you have cool. a tool nice. where you're just brute force, brute forcing FTP, you can just hand it that flat file and go back to your work. Very like, it's nice. meant. It's a. It's both like a really good inventory tool and an attack uh, preparation uh, right. reconnaissance tool. And right. I'm going to see if drill would be useful for it. So there thanks for the tip. So I may have awesome. actually just given you a good piece of software to use. There you go. Mm -hmm. Well, just the tip. Right, just the just the tip. Okay, no so now we can actually get into the the meat of this episode. Uh, it is meaty. Yeah, it after you get the meat. tip in, then you <laughs> then you push the meat right. in. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even think about that. Gosh, well, we go full monkey okay. is what we do. You know, we're, we're right. Okay, uh, <clears throat> now, Johnny. Mm -hmm. Recently, you've been experiencing some extreme frustration with HTTP bots and WAFs. Are you still oh, fired man. up about that? I, it so, sounds yeah. like you are. I'm fired up about WAFs, and I have been fired up about WAFs since like 2010 when I started Great. working with WAFs. Okay, well, that's yeah. good. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, so for those unfamiliar, WAFs are web application firewalls. They operate totally on layer seven, right? Mm-hmm. Can I? Yeah. yeah. You want me to? Because t- I yeah, can do ahead. it real angrily. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so WAFs. So yep. WAFs. If um, WAFs generally they're managed by your security team if you have one. Otherwise, there's you know your your sysadmin team is often straddled with these. And these are those terrible boxes that you're never allowed to actually run in line because their false positive rate is absolutely insane. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And and how high is the rate? I just want to know. Absolutely oh, insane. It's guaranteed ninety nine percent. For really? every WAF, really? no, wow, I don't. It's wow. a, it's a, <laughs> oh, okay. it's, right. it's, it's so high <laughs> that I have never, in my personal experience, found an organization where the business allowed the WAF to operate in line and actively <laughs> block traffic. That's yeah. how bad it is, um, and it's because all of these WAFs that are out there have not really upped their game since they came out in the late nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, they passively inspect traffic that comes in. And whenever you're doing any kind of passive, tra- passive traffic inspection, um, that traffic can lie, and the WAF mm-hmm. just has to trust it. Um, they they do header inspection, you mm-hmm. know. They do uh, behavioral analysis that's IP based, and okay. um, they'll do a moderate, a mild to moderate level of post data inspection, and okay. all of that's terrible. The post data <laughs> inspection is kind of okay because at least you can start trying to inspect for like SQL injection strings and things like that. The right. downside is that that's often super easy to bypass by re encoding it or yeah, yeah, just things like that. Like you don't have to be elite hacker to come up with some kind of encoding <laughs> that's going to bypass the post inspection. <laughs> portion of a WAF. Um, because JavaScript will do it for you and, and PHP yeah. will do it oh, for you. Yeah. And, yeah. There's like no end of like web APIs that you could just bounce your crap through on the way and mm-hmm. like have it re-encode it. Yeah, HTTP headers, the easiest thing on the planet to lie about. I yep. You should just just ignore these. They don't ever look at these for any reason. Don't write rules against them. Just stop. Um, and then IP addresses, this is my favorite part. This is this is my like 2019 epiphany that I think is the greatest thing ever that is also extremely detrimental. <laughs> um, <laughs> as a hacker, this is this weird dichotomy we live in where we go, that's fucking amazing. And also, holy that's shit, horrifying. the world is yeah. on fire. <laughs> yeah. Right. So like IP addresses are very cheap. Um, mm-hmm. So general IP addresses, free. Like, especially if you're just dealing with proxies and things like that. Like, free mm-hmm. free proxies, there's no end to this. If you want, like, super free, like, transparent proxies, you might have to pay $5 a month. Um, mm-hmm. So, oh, no. So, um, generally, um, the business will let you block IPs that are from maybe certain geographic regions, right? Like, if you uh, don't do business in China or Ireland or whatever, the business will be like, okay, you can block any geo IP that comes out of China. But then like you have this problem of tons of people are using VPNs now, like, Mm -hmm. like VPNs as a service, which generate a lot of IPs coming out of China or wherever you can say you're from wherever. So now this whole act of even just geo blocking IPs is potentially blocking uh, potential customers. Now these people are using these VPNs, who realize the site isn't working might turn their VPN off. Like that's a normal assumption and that's fine. These are more like kind of power users. Mm -hmm. No business is going to allow you under any circumstances to block residential IP addresses, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Nobody, nobody, especially if you're an e-com site, like nothing. They're going to go, hey, can I block like this entire Comcast ASM? No, No. (laughs) hell no, hell fucking no. 
there are multiple, many companies out there which will sell you, well, lease you, mm -hmm. residential IP addresses by the thousands. Yep. To the extent where you can, you know, launch your attack and send a single HTTP request per IP address mm -hmm. from a residential IP. Um, there's services that will that guarantee the validity of IP addresses. And if one of your IPs gets blocked, they'll give you a new one for free. Yeah. Like that's insane. Uh, you know, you know, I work for a VPN and proxy provider, right? No, I did not. Okay. Wait, now, now can you, know. you say which one or do you want to not? Because yeah, it's foxy proxy. Oh, oh, I knew I did know that. You did know that. Yeah, yeah. I totally knew that. Because yeah. I, I remember the first time I was like, oh, I use the shit out of your shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, right. I'll drop them because I think it's really hilarious what they do. Like, so this is a great story. You know, Loom, mm -hmm. uh, do you know, you probably know Hola VPN. Yes. H-O-L-A. They got yeah. the little flame logo. Hola VPN became really popular as a means of bypassing GOIP restriction for viewing streaming television shows. Mm -hmm. um, they let you watch sporting events in other countries, things like that. They really exploded uh, during the um, when America was in the World Cup a few years ago. Uh, mm -hmm. And it was then, you know, he let us watch the World Cup, you know, because America is a country where we really give a fuck about soccer every four years. <laughs> right. And so that was four years ago. And they gave a fuck about soccer. So Hola VPN took off and uh, Hola VPN is a free tier. And, and you have to wonder, hey, how does Hola VPN provide a, a free tier? And originally, see, I've never used Hola VPN. I assume they injected ads or something like that into the HTTP traffic. They pop up in your browser, you know, like the old net zero days. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you guys remember mm -hmm. Net Zero? Am oh, I, I remember. Too Along old. Juno. Yeah. Yeah. So Net Zero would just like inject these ads. Um, what they're actually doing is they got a side business called Luminati, mm -hmm. and this is where it really starts By to sound the, conspiracy the theory. <laughs> this is it's Luminati. I think it's Luminati.io, if I recall. If you check out the whole of VPN terms of service for the free version. It directly tells you that you're agreeing to allow their partner, Luminati, to use your home IP address as an exit node for their service. What? And so what's happening is by running Hola VPN on your system, you're effectively an exit node for malware. You're running a free yep. internet proxy for malicious hmm. folks like me and everyone else to utilize. Interesting. And because no business is able to block IP addresses uh, from residential subnets, it's fair game. You'll never get that IP blocked unless you get like super off the wall with your like behavior and then they'll block that one. But it doesn't matter because via, via Illuminati, you've got 500 or 1,000 to use. And if one does get blocked, they will give you a new one. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's out there. And they're not the only company doing that. Um, there's another company... Uh, doing a completely different model called uh, monkey socks. <laughs> monkey socks? It's fun to say. Mm -hmm. Say it. Monkey socks. Monkey socks. Monkey yeah, socks. It's like sock monkey. Sock, sock monkey, monkey, but inside out. Monkey socks. So monkey socks, all they do uh, is is uh, residential IP exit nodes, uh, but they do it via. Uh, they don't do. Sorry, they don't do residential IP. They do mobile IPs. Mm. And they do it by offering an SDK that you integrate into your mobile app. And so when you oh, make a free mobile app, you roll in the Monkey Socks SDK. Monkey Socks gives you a Monkey. buck for your app or whatever. And your app works as normal, but also it opens up a front door. Uh, <laughs> this is not a back door because it doesn't let traffic right. in. It opens up a front door <laughs> for traffic going out. Uh, it, it actually it turns your phone or whatever mobile device into a proxy. Hmm. With a mobile IP address, which again, businesses will absolutely never allow you to block. 
that's right. fucking because crazy. It, yeah, because those those addresses are DHCP. They get around too much. Blocking one potentially blocks someone else down the line. So it's bad news. Is there uh, is there like a curated list of assholes who put this in their apps? Uh, not that I have ever personally found. Um, they they are. Uh, well, Monkey Socks does suggest that you add this little quip to your terms of service, saying that by using this app, you agree to allow Monkey Socks, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Um, mm. Whether anyone does that or not is up to them. Um, not. They should, because otherwise, it kind of leaves them open to you know some some litigation. But depending on what country they're gotta in, gotta catch them matter. first. Yeah, right. Yeah. Gotta catch them first. And yeah, it's bad news. Um, if you were able to download the entire Android App Store. Like you can, and I won't tell you how, and inspect <laughs> them. I, I, w- I would be interested to see how many of them actually munchin the uh, monkey socks uh, bit. But if anyone's, uh, uh, that's a project anyone's for another in, day. If anyone's a CS and you're looking for like a thesis, there you go. Yep, boom, got it. Oh I don't know God. if that's really yeah. worth a thesis. I was thinking it'd be something fun to just do on the compute cluster. <laughs> no, you should see theses nowadays, man. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's amazing. Comments. I'll like I'll see like people's master's theses, and I was like, I wrote this as a white paper as a joke. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. oh crap! I didn't know I was doing legitimate, legitimate academic research. Jason, you remember I the guy paid who rewrote less. CP and Go as his thesis? Yes. <laughs> I wasn't CP though. Okay. I don't think it was. Uh, it might have been. Did ever? I'm pretty sure it was CP. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the the when I met the guy who wrote RM? No, no. That sounds fantastic. Like the original, <laughs> allegedly. Uh, oh, dude, it was LS or whatever RM. This is LS, yeah. right? Yeah, the, the, the system V. The system via RM. Here, I'll make it. I'll try to make it like ten sentences or less. Uh, I was in a Sands class in San Francisco, and uh, mm-hmm. Sands, good stuff. Yeah, well, they used to be. Now they scam people into oh, paying. Really? They they right. they do the oh, uh, hey, if lame. you don't send us money, we're gonna burn notice you thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. oh, that's yeah. Nice. So by the way, em. follow Johnny on Twitter if you if you want to see the occasional uh, angry tweet about that because <laughs> gold. They're so good. Yeah, I'm famous for yelling at the internet. That's <laughs> yeah. Angry Man I, That kind of bumps me out because they they used to be you know just really yeah oh yeah uh, I was a massive really supporter about, of Sans. About... I was pro Sans all day. I tried to be a Sans instructor. Like I was wow. super Sans, and then they started doing the send us money or we're gonna burn notice you thing, and I said that is blackmail. I'm out. Yeah, that's yeah. that's no good. Cisco, everyone, everyone, does, you know, it's not just Sans. It's uh, Cisco. Right, right. It's it's CompTIA. Um, everyone says, keep sending us money or we're going to render your cert invalid, which doesn't make any sense because like, I still passed that exam. Granted, right, I yeah. passed it in uh, 2007 shitty, or whatever, and I put, if anything, I put that on my resume. If anything, recertification makes sense. Sure. But like, but not just demanding money to keep it back. That's stupid. Yeah. That's, what, yeah. Is, what is paying them more money? So I don't know. You're getting me angry it about is, it, it it's, a, it's I'm very angry about it. Like, I, and, yeah. and here, like, so like, ISC squared, who runs the oft-hated CISSP program, mm-hmm. um, only wants like eighty bucks every couple of years or every year or something. And I'm like, all right, generally you can get an employer to cover that. But Sans mm-hmm. wants hundreds of dollars every every few years. It's uh, mm-hmm. every four or five years or something. And it's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, or you can recertify for hundreds of dollars. That's oh, man. yeah. And it's like. But they're a tiger with no teeth. They're like, otherwise, we're going to say your cert's no longer valid. And I'm like, I'm already saying I passed this cert in 2013. Like, the employer is already on on yeah. to me. Like, what are you going to do? Right. Yeah. But people exactly. fall for it, man. It's a scam. 
Uh, and it sucks. Yeah. yeah, I used to love oh, sand. So Their bad. training is amazing. Their training is very directed mm-hmm. and it's actionable and it's stuff you can take to work the next Monday. Uh, but the re-upping thing is just the politics. Yeah, it, it's yeah. unfortunate. It's so, very unfortunate. I was in a SANS course. I think it was the one of the penetration testing courses, in, and it was in San Francisco. And this dude who was who looked to be in his fifties or sixties, he looked like a Unix graybeard, is hang, hanging yep. out in the doorway. Oh, so this was like a, an after hours segment on intro to Linux that they were doing at the SANS meetup, okay. and I was like, and I like I had nothing to do, and I'll go to these because you're guaranteed to always learn at least one thing you didn't know, even yep. though it's an intro course. Yep. It's like, oh, cool. So I'm hanging out and I'm in the back of the class and Greybeard's just standing in the door and he's not part of SANS. He doesn't have a SANS badge. He looks very mm-hmm. disheveled. And the instructor's <laughs> as, talking about wizards do, and yeah. the instructor's talking about RM. And this guy in the door goes, RM, that's me. <laughs> and like so You're like, oh, he's senile too. Right, yeah, you look back and you see this guy who's clearly like transient and you go, ah, all right, okay, man. Are we gonna call the police? And, uh, yeah. and the instructor, P two. The instructor's like, "What?" what? And he goes, "No, it's that's it's named after me." And so the instructor's kind of playing along, like, "Oh yeah, what's your name?" And he's like, oh, "Richard Mansfield," and something that's and uh, the uh, the instructor's like, "Oh yeah, that's your initials." So moving on, he's like, "No, I wrote that." He's <laughs> like, "What?" He goes, "I wrote that," and everyone thinks it means it's short for remove, but it's actually my it initials. <laughs> Wow, I didn't know that. And and he's like, really? He goes, yeah, wrote that in nineteen eighty-seven or something. Like, it's, and he yeah, like yeah. he starts going on this weird tangent and talking about C and stuff. And like, he knew something, and I don't know if that was him, but his story <laughs> might check out. Um, <laughs> written by Paul Rubin, David McKenzie, Richard M. Stallman, and Jim Mayering. Well, is that GNU RM or Sys? No, or look Sys for this. Look, POSIX RM. Yeah. Oh, POSIX RM. Okay. All right. Hold on. You're I mean, also don't because that sounds probably like it's a rabbit. I don't. I don't want the answer. <laughs> that sounds Here, painful. Do yeah. that. Do that after I'm off. Because yeah, I like. Yeah, I we'll like, put it in the show I notes. I really like but... the thought that maybe one day, maybe like in the past, <laughs> I actually ran into this crazy transient dude <laughs> who wrote RM <laughs> for <laughs> Unix <laughs> System Five. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, look at him later. Because uh, the GNU core details were a total rewrite, so it wouldn't be he wouldn't be listed in those. Were they a core rewrite? Help out with them. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, th- uh, I thought no, they were no, just. The Google Foo is not that great right now. I've been as part of my scan Canada lately. I've been trying to maintain POSIX compliance, and so I was. I've been doing good. a lot of like oh. non GNU stuff, and yeah, yeah. I learned yeah. a lot. Which is always funny to me because RMS was was is I think still part of the the POSIX oh, committee. You know what sucks a so, whole lot? What non GNU grep? <laughs> I'm sure it it's does. so bad. Uh, sure how it bad does. is it? How bad is it, Jathan? Uh, remind it's me to show so you some. Bad. Show you some grepping. <laughs> do it later. Can we can we do this later? We can do please? it later. We're already at forty yeah, minutes. Yeah, I think in. my 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 non GNU my biggest non GNU gripe is non GNU awk. Uh, uh, like and, and, and it's primi- primarily because is... it doesn't like a the the regex is way behind and b yep. um it you can't add you can't easily reference environment variables mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure um okay so moving on back to Wes, now, Wes, now yeah. that we've taken so like a 15 minute tangent well it's I, I don't know why you guys make everyone drink on this podcast because this is what happens <laughs> i know i know <laughs> i know yeah so to be so fair we, we've had this problem yeah. Um, yes. Since since the '90s, where wafts right. are terrible, and nobody 
until much more recently has come up with a solution for that. Um, and so the bottom line is, is you know, if you're if you're running a WAF, you're you're kind of fucked, and it doesn't work, and you're probably paying an arm and a leg and support contracts and crap because every security appliance since twenty since like the Target breach in like what was that twenty eleven? Um, oh man, yeah, that was like that was our nine eleven in the security space. Um, that's Christ, when everything that so changed. Bad, well, and it's because mm-hmm. yeah, and, and nowadays it doesn't matter because everyone's realized. Oh wait, everyone still kept shopping at Target, so it doesn't matter if we get <laughs> breached. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But back then, like, so security exploded, and now every appliance, everything a is an appliance, uh, and you have to pay a support contract on this crap, and it's like fifty to seventy five k a year, and all it does is churn out false positives that you have to hire an FTE <laughs> to just stare at and pick through all day. Um, we're looking at you, DLP. Yeah. <laughs> And it's trash. Like 99% mm. of all security stuff is trash because it was cranked mm. out quickly. They put the security word in the name. They put cyber and crypto and <laughs> fucking now they're doing machine learning and AI. And yep. let me tell oh, you, God. let me, let me tell you about machine learning and security products, guys. Oh, we know. Okay. Yeah, we that know. sounds like, you know, I don't have to tell <laughs> we, you. Here, here, here. It's I'll, shit. I, I'll drop Let's my one ML bomb shit. that I think a lot of people skim over. Um, even if your product does actually involve legitimate machine learning, um, it's not being trained on your personal data. It's being tra- trained on all data up in some data center somewhere because they collect all this shit and then train their ML. And then they're pushing down a pre-trained binary to your box. That means that ML mm-hmm. that's going on is not going on within your data center. It's going on centrally, which then means that the box that's running inside your data center is not trained for your specific traffic which makes the ML kind of worthless. No content. And if they are doing ML locally, that box is going to cost you $300,000 because the computational resources that are insane. And I know this for a fact mm-hmm. because at my last company, Uptake, where we were trying to build an IDS for ICS, for industrial control systems, we, wanted, we mm-hmm. had to do ML on site because a lot of these industrial sites don't have internet uplinks. And the mm. boxes we were building cost like six thousand dollars i mean to be fair they shouldn't have internet uplinks for oh us. yeah no yes, that's no it's totally yeah. yeah right um and but actually right. there's like the new nerc sip which is the regulatory system that governs electricity generation and transmission i'm aware of um, this mm-hmm. re- it, it now so it used to ban jump hosts into the ics uh realm and now it actually requires it requires the ics stuff to be connected to the it stuff can um, i just tell you about my misery that having to deal with this is it uh, applicable? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this, it, sounds, this exactly is a whole tangent so. you and I could probably go down because I spent a year <laughs> yeah. on this stuff. It, it's 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 insane. It, it really is. Like they've they've they they came up with this idea that you know any access to anything outside of production or set needs this extra set of hosts to jump through. Yeah, and we're dealing with it right now. I'm a big fan. I'll fight you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it is a nightmare, and it's the best way of doing it. It, it is. Sure, sure. Oh no, I'm. I'm just saying. I. It's frustrating. I get yeah. why we're doing it, so but it's frustrating. Security's job is. So a lot of people think security's job is to say no, and that's not true. If security's job is to say no, it'd be really easy. You know, abstinence sure. is the best policy. We could just disconnect the entire company from the internet, and there you go. Call it a day. <laughs> but that's not possible. So security's right. job is to do. Uh, risk analysis and make concessions where applicable. But part of that involves destroying the economics of attacking the infrastructure. And this is this is all tying back into uh, what we were talking about before, I promise. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. So 
there's this very popular uh, philosophy within the security space, um, popularized by Wim Reams, who read a really great tiny book called uh, Time-Based Security. If you haven't read Time-Based Security, everyone who works in IT should. It's a very quick mm-hmm. read. Uh, it's very eye-opening. Um, it's right to the point. And it makes you go, oh, oh, God, I get it. And, and like everyone who reads time-based security is very like, now we like security and we know how to work with them because we right. know what the fuck their problem is. Mm-hmm. Um, the mm-hmm. problem is some, a lot of security guys haven't read it and they don't understand the purpose behind what they're doing. So if you're a security mm-hmm. guy, please read this book. It tells you why you're doing your job. And so the whole concept of time-based security boils down to the same thing as like, you'll never, your house will never be 100% secure. The whole idea is to make it more annoying break into so that uh, a either Mm -hmm. we catch the guy trying to break into it like we slow him down enough for the cops to show up and catch him or b it's more so annoying that he goes to the less secure neighbor that's right yeah when and so what you're doing with security's job is to destroy the economics of the attack Mm. Uh, and so i currently work for a company called casada incorporated and we have developed this freaking amazing technology and uh i'm not just saying that because they don't pay me to they do pay me to work there but right um right. i I'm, i can <laughs> but you're not PR, I can, right? well i can go work anywhere and i have a reputation you know in the industry mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. if i go work for a bullshit snake oil company that's gonna fuck me over for life like i can't yep. do that so and yep. i made very sure that wasn't happening before i started working at casada casada has a they have an amazing team these guys are like the best and i love talking to these engineers every day um they've developed a product that cuts through this entire quagmire of security bullshit um so you've got and specifically we operate on layer seven um the http realm um mm-hmm. yeah this is so we're um i i I, I sometimes have to say that we're a WAF to get people to understand where we're coming from, but we're mm-hmm. not a WAF. We're not a firewall. We don't deal in IP addresses, so mm-hmm. we're not. But we do what WAFs do, but better and more effectively. Um, so you know how in your general security space, you've got a notion of vulnerabilities. You've got a notion of attack methods. You've got a notion of attack vectors. You have all these products that have to keep track of all these. They have to write signatures to be able to detect if certain types of attacks are going on against certain types of hosts. And it's a big mess. Mm-hmm. And you have to keep all your crap updated. And anytime some new O-Day comes out, it's going to be at least a week to two weeks before your appliances get the updates to detect those types of attacks. And it's terrible. Casada had this idea of Occam's razor. What so like what what's what's the common denominator amongst all of this? Um, and the common denominator was automation. So mm. nearly like we're talking ninety nine point several nines of HTTP attacks are automated, which makes total sense because we're talking sure. about the economics of an attack. I as a nobody wants to sit there with fucking curl or whatever, just trying to bang. No, it out. yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not typing in one credential pair at a time into curl, hoping to fucking get. <laughs> no. No, you know what? I might, right. I might do that five times, right? And then I'm gonna go. Well, all right, cool. I tried spring 2019, summer 2019. All right, let's <laughs> now. I'm gonna pass it. Spring 2019 <laughs> exclamation point. Yeah, and then I'm gonna hand it off to even Burp Suite or a you know a, a Python requests script or whatever that I wrote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, you keep laughing, buddy. It's. <laughs> I, 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 no, I think he's laughing I, I, at the I, absurdity, yeah. absurdity of reality. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I know how real it is. Right. It's and it's because yeah. your help desk is set up bullshitty and help, help desks mm-hmm. are the biggest black hole of security 
uh, in any organization. You're giving the people with the least that. IT experience the most power. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So whenever I would go fishing, I would target help desk people because they're going to have admin rights and they're going to be dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, we're, we're addressing the automation behind these attacks. So if I could stop 99.39s of attacks with... That's, si- pretty that's good. amazing. Yeah. All you're not... all yeah. So all you're missing... Look, Let's look at what you're missing from that. Let's address what we don't catch. And it's the human being in a legitimate mm-hmm. browsing environment who is manually typing these things in and manually transmitting them to your site, you're probably not going to catch that guy anyway. Yeah. You're right. what? I mean, that's, that's a severely right. targeted. They're really motivated right. at that point. Yeah. Your WAF sure as shit isn't going to catch him. So it's not like something else you have is going to do a better job. Um, mm-hmm. They're extremely motivated because that's a human being's time, which is the most expensive thing on earth. Mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. if it's that own human being determining what his time is worth, because I don't know what you value your time, but man. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. So we said, all right, let's detect not the attack, but the automation. Cause even generally, mm. and, and so let's, let's forget attacks as far as brute forcing and carding and loyalty program abuse, like account takeover. Right, right. Forget all that. That's obvious. Like target. Let's talk about scraping. Let's talk about mm-hmm. stealing data that, A, you do want to host publicly because let's say you're a hotel and you need people to mm-hmm. see what your rates are for various days. But you do not need your competitor to be able to see what your rates are at every single one of your hotels for every day of the year, right? Mm-hmm. How do you stop that? Now you go, all right, well, what we do is we do behavioral analysis and IP addresses that are coming in and trying to hit multiple hotel sites with the same days, etc. Mm-hmm. With how easily obtainable and cheap new IP addresses are we and we see this all the time in Casada um, you've got mm-hmm. you've got people doing one HTTP get request per IP address mm-hmm. new IP send the git grab the page scrape it dump the IP next IP and this is all automated of course what do you right. do uh, wow yeah that, I mean that's well Bounce, shoot some shoot me some I'd ideas probably... so I mean, I'm assuming you have access to data of more than one hotel, right? What do you mean? Because you're so well, they so use you're, I yeah. Mean, well, they you use mentioned like, they're hitting multiple yeah. hotels. Yeah. So assume you are. Um, give me a hotel chain, Marriott. Marriott. Yeah. yeah. Assume you're Marriott, okay. and this is happening to you. You have an attacker coming in. Okay, for multiple locations. Yeah. Who's scraping your okay. entire hotel pricing database for the year by way of just by, via your websites? I would probably look at the amount of time. Between the mm-hmm. requests, okay, and uh, and like you said, the actual uh, window of data, like w- what what they're actually querying. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what they're and, actually querying um, is what yeah. a, any any normal user would query. They're just they're sure, so. but normal users are probably aren't going to have fifteen tabs open and doing it with you know a couple milliseconds in between sure. each one. So, so say they're only doing one page, a single Git request per IP address. Yep. What? What do you do? Well, either there's a really big convention going on, <laughs> a multiple state area, right? Or, <laughs> or there's something fishy going on. But which I, happens beyond that? Well, right, sure. Like that's not abnormal. Uh, that's your normal traffic. Well, it's I mean, and mm. and so I'm saying single get requests, and that's kind of uh, misleading. Um, I mean, yeah. Yeah, well, that's impossible with with redirects. Right. Stuff. Yeah, I get that. But um, yeah, I don't know beyond beyond what I laid out. I don't. They're I don't, coming in. They're searching for that specific date and hotel. They're great, and they're they're yep. reloading that page, uh, and then they leave. 
So uh, what are you going to do? Yeah. Are you going to block everyone who gets that far and leaves? I mean, do you just start looking for patterns in terms of like... I'd probably rate limit it. How? Yeah, what about know. like... Rate limit what? Okay, all right. So here's the thing. If somebody's really using like... Is Curl a legitimate example? Click, I mean, that's because not like really something you can rate limit. Real users... Yeah. Real users are not going to be using curl, so do you start looking at the user agent and you start? Sure. No, that's that's too easy. You to can, yeah, of course it is, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to get it, you it's anything. It's metric. Um, <sighs> hey, you would be. Su- You're hey, gonna. He's, you, the two of you are right. There is just yeah. a, pro- a a profound, just an amazing amount of people who are just throwing straight curl scripts down and succeeding. Really? Yeah, and you're correct. Very easy to detect just based on user agent. Also, you're yeah. correct. Extremely easy to fake user agent. I mean, is it possible I'm, I'm falling into the same trap where I'm just overthinking it? Because I don't, I, I can't see how, <laughs> I feel like there's multiple points of behavior that you would need to count for, right? Right, but how do you correlate all of those points of behavior back to a single individual or single instance, not even a human, but a single mm-hmm. instance? Uh, a single well, attack yeah. machine. Sorry, are you going to give us the answer, or do you want us to try? And I can't. But this is really pay. fun because I'll like it's. it's yeah. You you have right, to because he's he's getting he's getting I, operations. Right. Perspective you have to pay this. monkey socks more than the other guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're going to just tell you like uh, this, this is the is, one. This is why I posed the question and waited because I knew someone's going to come up with an answer I hadn't thought of already. Yeah, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna text our CEO and go. Yeah, like, hey, how much money do we have? <laughs> <laughs> I got an idea. <laughs> I would say that you know, security is not a one man job. Like if you're trying to protect yourself against the, the what if it could whole, be? <laughs> okay, tell me how it could be. He said, "I that's, a, that's another he's, episode." He's <laughs> okay. All right, that's right. <laughs> what if say, this no, could be a know. zero man job? Yeah, uh, I mean. Give us some bots to do so, it, I guess. I mean, we're talking about automation. Yeah. So you need bots mm-hmm. to do... I mean, and so what do your bots do? Machine learning on behavioral analysis? Mm-hmm. Assume you well, had all the computational so. resources on Earth. Well, no, because, I mean, then how do you differentiate a human from these one-off gets? Yeah. So you can't... can't riddle me that. You're, you're fucking with my head. <laughs> there's a way. I will tell you that there's a there's a there's a uh, answer to this mystery. Okay, I'm throwing in my towel because okay. otherwise this is, I'm going to be spending like five days. Yeah, I was really excited to throw this at you guys because you're extremely knowledgeable people, knowledgeable people who deal with this crap a lot. You know, it's easy for me to bounce this off a of CISO who hasn't touched a keyboard in ten years. But right, yeah. So you've got let here here's your scenario. You've got a single human attack who has. Uh-huh. A laptop Let's say, or whatever. No, he's got a he's got a he's got no, a box in the cloud. Okay. And he box has a thousand a thousand residential and mobile IP addresses by which he is sending a single HDB git slash post, like whatever he needs to do to access the pricing data, and then he dumps the IP. He burns it. Yep. And you only have uh five hundred pages he needs to get to. How do you catch this guy? And this is real. This is a very real scenario. This is what we defend against trillions of times a day. I'm gonna throw in the towel. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you. It's you a, a super a, hard problem on right? because we're you paint a yeah. picture that that it basically is it's almost impossible. And I and realistically, I know that that security. I mean, the problem is, not is a, like I know be... I know that because of how fast I'm gonna I'm gonna bring in some outside intelligence there because of how fast Casada's become successful with this. I know it's not no, impossible, it's, and I we know were it's probably up on pretty four years. Okay. Okay. Well, it, it it was a bathtub moment. I'm pretty sure, right? Like it wasn't something you were engineering for a long time. You were probably engineering to make it happen. Oh yeah. But yeah. The, actual the, the idea was idea correct, was yeah. like yeah, yeah, very true. Well, and it came from our technical founder Sam Crowther, who um, worked for 
effectively the Australian NSA doing the doing mm-hmm. these attacks all day. And he was like, this is so mm-hmm. easy to defend against. Why doesn't anyone just do X? And then right. he developed okay. X. And now that's what mm-hmm. we sell. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm not. So the idea. So to, because this isn't fun anymore. Uh, the <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, it's getting infuriating. Right. So, like, so this I was trying to instill this infuriation in people because this is what everyone feels all the time. And you're like, I bought a fucking WAF. And it mm-hmm. doesn't fucking work. Right. And all it does is right. feed me false positives. And now I have to pay at least one security FTE to sit in front of this thing and pick his nose and drool and go, uh, it's all fake. And then in the end, even when he identifies even when he identifies a legit attacker, the, <clears throat> the most ago. severe response he can take is to block the IP address, which is, which already, is burned. already burned and garbage and gone. So what we are doing is we actually fingerprint the client environment with uh, Vi- with what like JavaScript? Yeah. Okay. By way of a reverse proxy in the cloud. Okay. So you you can set us up either you can do if if you're a real a smaller organization and you don't have a CDN you just do a DNS mm-hmm. you send DNS to us and then we redirect the good traffic to origin. Johnny, um, I got to admit I'm a little bit disappointed in how simple that answer was. Yeah, I it's it's <laughs> it's the most I think the one thing I say mo- more often than anything else about my job is we spend about thirty percent of our day laughing. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, right. It's hilariously simple. And now, of course, you know, once you take the lid off, it's just the most complex shit you've ever seen in your life. Sure. Yeah. But there's a lot of the concept is insanely simple. Yeah. And it's the Occam's razor. We look for the automation and we don't look for automation in the passive data that we receive because all of that can be spoofed and lied about. Right. We ask. I'm sorry. Cut that out. We don't ask. We look Mm -hmm. on the client computer. And that's an important uh, differentiator because if you ask the client computer hey what's going on here again the attacker who set this all up can lie about it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah so, I'm a Windows machine that's uh, looking for a printer well or... chances are unless yeah. you're doing it if you, for, through like something like <clears throat> you know, beautiful soup which would take uh, not beautiful soup selenium which would take forever <laughs> and you would not want to automate it because mm-hmm. you would, would not take forever uh, with a, <laughs> a full session session what are you talking about? I'm, I'm talking about running these uh, hundreds or, or thousands of get requests through Selenium no. and then killing the session and spawning a new one. No, you automated it. Automate well, yeah, all of I'm it. not talking about doing it by hand, but Johnny, have you ever? <laughs> PDSH, man. It, it takes. No, no, PDSH so, would not help I'm, here. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> so we like we we do a lot of this just to demo the product. Um, Selenium. So. Yeah, Selenium is huge. Puppeteer. I fucking love Puppeteer and Headless Chrome. So Puppeteer and Headless Chrome is devastating. If you are trying to, if if you're trying to to pull off some of this shit, like pro tip, bust yeah. out Headless Chrome and Puppeteer. Devastating. It is nigh impossible for nearly every technology out there to detect. It's That's, fantastic. I may or may not have had experience with what you're talking about. Yeah. If you're in fact if you're automating any kind of web requests and, and I mean requests as in like they post, post anyways, Git, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And you need to, and regardless, you should just always be doing this. Whether you need JavaScript or not, you should just make this your default action because you're going to get really fast at doing it all the time. And it right. will always work versus you having to constantly go switch from Python to Puppeteer. Like just always use Puppeteer. Just yeah. do it. Um, another cool thing we do is we don't require you to put this JavaScript within your web pages. You don't have to modify your website in any way. You mm. don't have to do, you switch your templates and shit. You... Um, and that's really important, not because, not just because a, you don't have to get all that approved. B, 
the 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 bigger point is we never send those requests to your origin in the first place. Mm. So we're filtering out these requests from your origins. So even if you did have the capability of blocking this some of this crap, you're mm -hmm. still expending CPU resources. You're still expending bandwidth on doing that. We eliminate that. Mm. We're literally cutting down a huge portion of the white noise that hits your origins by way of just being on the internet. And that's that's substantial. So yeah. we, we're reverse that's proxy the cloud, too, yeah. which means, yeah. So request comes in, it hits us. We respond with HTTP 200. Here's the data you requested. We give you this little JavaScript snippet to run. And now you're going to go like, oh, well, now you're requiring all our users to run JavaScript. Yeah, like the rest of the internet does. Yeah. Right. Yeah, oh, this yeah. is not weird. And so, well, what about users that have JavaScript blocked? Well, they're used to having to unblock that to access <laughs> websites. That's a normal right. thing. Shut up. <laughs> like, this is, where are you from? You do it. Like, if you're a NoScript user, you do this. Mm -hmm. You have to to use the internet. So you say, oh, I, let me turn off no, no script so this works. So this JavaScript comes in. This JavaScript is obfuscated as fuck, mm -hmm. okay? And it's encrypted and obfuscated in a way without getting an NDA territory. It's, an sure. it's obfuscated and encrypted in such a way, and the, the information it's even looking for is varied per uh, fingerprinting session in such a way that... Even if you did sit down for the month and a half to six months to 300 years or whatever <laughs> it would take you to decrypt all of this and figure out exactly what it's trying to, to get answers to. It's still based on session. Yeah. Right. By the time you went back and tried it again, it would ask you for a completely different set of information and you're fucked. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's the best. Um, so, and again, we don't ask the client for information because you can lie about it. Mm -hmm. What we do is we run code on the clients within the browser and look at the results of that and we don't just run code that asks you know hey what's a, what browser version are you running we do weird shit we do shit like what's your version of ssl yeah no yeah, <laughs> well yeah. well so like we have we have about right now it's like 73 different metric yeah, yeah. metrics yeah, that we can sure. check for um we do things like we'll run syntactically incorrect javascript mm. and inspect the error message that results okay Okay. Because so if you were to even if you're talking Chrome versus headless Chrome, which are supposed to be identical, headless Chrome actually responds with different error messages. It's interesting. Yeah, know. and we figured this out. We have yeah, and this is we have a huge research team that just spends all day inspecting browsers and finding really weird, <laughs> tiny, tiny, tiny idiosyncrasies between all of these things that we can not, and then we have to figure out how to not ask for it, but. Do something yeah. that will a break or result or, or either be result in something that will tip us off to it is a and not b even though a is claiming to be b right. and b is claiming to be a. Well, yeah. and that's and that's what I meant with the selenium. I, I was talking about spawning windows, um, actual oh yeah automated right. window sessions. Yes, in which case it would be uh you know much harder to detect on your end because it's it's running the actual program, but at the same time for the attacker. That's an ex that's a huge there's it's almost not worth it at that Absolutely. Point. And that's yeah. what we're doing. And that goes back to the economics of the attack where, you know, it, it's a it, it's expensive, bottom line. So yeah. A, you have your actual dollar cost, you know? You have your what's it cost to run an AWS instance for at that at whatever level you would need to even get anywhere. It's insane. Right. Um and then B, you have the human time cost. You know, you're making the attack so freaking slow that their time's going to be up, especially mm -hmm. if you're dealing with um, if they're trying to scrape data that has that's time sensitive, such as 
Um, you know, automobile pricing data, hotel room pricing data, stocks, um, stocks, stock. We do we do a lot of um, sports betting arbitraging. Oh, that's so. We are we we have yeah. we have the entire like Australian Southeast Asian sports betting on lock. Yeah, interesting. Um, okay. Because there's people who arbitrage. They go they look at all of the sites and go who's running what odds and what, and they'll scrape all that data and they'll. Mm-hmm place the bet on something that has the best odds for whatever they're trying to do it's that's how yep. arbit- ar- that's a the short version of how arbitrage works um uh, yeah so and and we prevent that yeah it's insane and these we're, we're up against very sophisticated attackers you're t- mm-hmm. we're, you know we're protecting banks we're t- protecting stock markets we're protecting um well, that's because up know, until now they've they've already made a shit ton of money off of doing this yeah so they have and a lot of per, resources yeah. per bet you know depending on how much money you have to start with per bet you can be talking of millions of dollars Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so it's extremely financially motivating for someone to spend a fuck ton of time up front to develop a bot that is very, 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 very difficult to detect. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, if they're going to get a million and a half dollar payout, of course, they're going to spend six months writing an undetectable bot. Yeah, of course. That's way more than my six month salary. That's <laughs> leaps and bounds. Right, right, right. And so, like, you're up against people who are insanely financially motivated to spend an insane amount of time to be able to get around your defenses, and we're still catching them because, in the end, they have to automate it. Especially instances of things like stock markets and and sports betting arbitrage, mm-hmm. you you have if you're if you're going through this at human speed, you're too slow and you've lost. Yep. You know, you have to automate this. There's no choice, and we're stopping that. And that's what's super cool. It's that Occam's razor. We're just like, detect the automation present within the client environment and say, no, thanks. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. It's the simplest concept. <laughs> and even as any kind of website, hey, do you want users to be able to using auto- use automation to access your website? Mm, no. And, and you know, <laughs> you may, your answer may be like, I don't care. And right. so if your answer is, I don't care, it can also be no then. Right. The, the answer right. is almost never yes. And in the cases where it is yes, it's a very specific edge case, which, you know, we just whitelist for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, that th- This does remind me of how, um, I think it was the NSA. You'd, you'd be able to remember this, I hope, mm-hmm. hopefully. Um, they were finding uh, the, the Tor browser through a very similar technique, but using human metrics. Um, because oh, there was yeah, a, absolutely. yeah, there was a bug in the Tor browser that it would delay mouse clicks by a certain number of milliseconds or something like that. And they were, it was so reliable that they were, they would catch it almost all the time. Yeah. What and was, so what, what like it? when you can, <clears throat> what was, I, I can't remember the specifics. It was like two years ago. Right. But. And that's, that's effectively exactly. That's not even a, forget the effectively part. That's exactly what we're doing. We're, we're doing this like Stupidly low level of of browser inspection to figure out what's different about this different about this and that. What's mm-hmm. different about the Tor Firefox versus stock Firefox? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's mm-hmm. an uh, a 180 millisecond delay on mouse clicks. Got yeah. it. That's wow. absolutely something really? I can check for. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's that's, that. su- that's, wow. a, that's super that's easy in JavaScript. And we're yeah, adding silly. to this all the time as we find things. Yeah. yeah it's mm-hmm. super silly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so at the here's here's the coolest part. Here's the coolest freaking part. It's a multi-part cool part. Okay. A, A, we're transparent. Yep. So you don't get that like Cloudflare, Cloudflare 3 bouncing dots. Black box. Please, please yeah, wait yeah. while we check out all your shit. So the users don't know what's happening. And B, the users really don't know what's happening because the amount of time it takes for us to send, have the client process, send the telemetry back up and have us go, okay, you're cool. 50 to 75 milliseconds. Wow. Oof. 
Wow. Not Your browser takes longer than that to just yeah. render a freaking page. It does. That's impressive. That's pretty cool. It's so cool. I'm so excited about every last aspect of this. Yeah. Yeah, that is definitely awesome. So, yeah, so like... But then so, also, speaking of Tor, like Cloudflare, mm-hmm. to get through a Cloudflare bone, they have a really uh, amazing means of um, being able to... Oh, gosh, what was it? They're doing something with Tor. Mm-hmm. So there. <laughs> right. That guy, uh, I got to look it up now. It was... Um, they were able to do some kind of privacy... Oh, they were they were able to so Tor, your the like the NSA et cetera was able to determine who was using Tor and what you were doing based on endpoint activity, mm-hmm. um, and did, they were able to recreate behavior, human behavior, uh, like kind of piece human behavior back together by collecting all this Tor exit node data. And Cloudflare was, I believe, doing something to uh, cause that to not actually be possible. Oh wow! Um, okay. was anyway. Go look up like Tor and Cloudflare, and you'll probably find that. But un- yeah. totally unrelated to what we're talking about. Okay, um, right. Yeah. Right. Um, but but it is the the method of, of Tor browser detection that I mentioned that the NSA developed. Yes. That's, yeah. Yes, yes, that yes, is yes, very yes. similar. Right. Only so that, that is a great example of exactly what we're doing. User A and at, user B, your user versus bot. Yeah, and it's exactly yeah. what we're doing at Casada. Cool. Very weird, very low cool. level things like that. We have researchers who are looking for these bananas level things. B A N A N A S. Yeah, which is a, that's and that's exactly what the NSA bananas, was doing. Except the the NSA and well, just like the NSA, we're not <laughs> telling people when we find them either. Right, right. <laughs> that exactly. and that's our that's our special sauce. That's that's sub NDA. That's stuff I don't have access to, mm. <laughs> unless I was one of the people who found a thing. Well, that, I mean that's cool that you you have you separate so that each detection method that's developed is unique to the person that develops it and finds it. Yeah. And then and, and even cool. after we flagged someone as all right, this is a human, let them in, we still do the traffic monitoring. And if you get up sure. to anything hinky, we we catch it immediately. Um I like that word, hinky. Hinky. I you know That's and, and I, I, I don't remember where I picked that up, but I did look it up once and it's got a really cool backstory that I won't get into, but hinky I'll hinky's a yeah. yeah. I'll link to it in the show notes, yeah. Yeah, you'd be like, Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So um yeah, that's that's what we're doing, and it's fucking devastating. It is hilarious. Mm-hmm. I spend thirty percent of my day laughing at the people we destroy, and that's only the like the half the half of what we do. Mm-hmm. The other half of what we do, I'm sure you've seen, is the cryptographic challenge. Yeah, I I, I remember seeing it here and there. Yep. Yeah. So we there used to be a thing that has been around since the '90s, and I don't remember the name of it, but it was it was effectively like tar pitting. Um, but you could only do it like IP based and port based. Um, it was what we're doing is we're we're not tar pitting these people. We're dosing their CPU. So <laughs> they, right. they we detect that they're a bot. And this, if this is a so like this is say this is a sophisticated bot. It could run Java JavaScript. It processes cookies. It does everything right. It looks like a mm-hmm. browser. We detect that it's automated. We don't block it. Really? Yeah. We don't send it a four hundred three or whatever. Well then, then they know that you're onto them, right? Yeah. yeah, we don't we don't let them know that we caught them. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? You let them hang themselves. Yeah, absolutely. you lure them into the the bungee trap. We send them back. HEP two hundred, cool, cool beans, dude. Here's what you wanted, and uh, but it's, it's not what they wanted. It's a bunch all. more JavaScript, <laughs> and right. um, effectively, it's an iterative hash function. Okay. And yeah, uh, so what's really cool about iterative hash functions is you can dynamically adjust the difficulty. <laughs> so okay. we're not just like full force, like nuclear blast dosing the CPU on this box unless we mm-hmm. want to. 
So you may have a customer that says like, hey, look, we're fine with people, say, doing automated purchasing. We just don't want them to do it to the extent what wrecks our origin servers and our legitimate customers aren't able mm -hmm. to also purchase. We would like the automated purchasers to be slowed down to a human purchasing speed. Okay. We can do that by dynamically adjusting the iterative hash function they're sent mm. and saying like, all right, we're going to send uh, you a yeah, function that's going to take you five seconds to solve. And then once you solve it and you submit the solution, we go, looks good. Here's the page you requested. Go on. And it's we like add, a captcha for bots. Yeah. It's a captcha for bots that's fully transparent, <laughs> Yeah, is only delivered to non-humans. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah. And we can crank it up to where it would take them 3,000 years and they'll never get in. And and <laughs> right. their AWS Lambda bills are $8 trillion every Astronomical, month. Astronomical, yeah. 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 That's so that's really that's, cool. That's the one two punch of what we're doing. So have you like bankrupted anybody doing this? It's, well, I mean, it's hard to tell, you know, because nobody calls us and goes, hey, you bankrupted me. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, people who are launching these attacks generally don't want to make themselves known. Uh, a lot of times, I don't know about a lot of times, mm -hmm. there have been times. Where it was determined that the attacker was in fact a direct competitor. Mm. Um, this is, you know, so corporate espionage is insanely real, mm -hmm. very mm -hmm. real, just super duper real. Like, and I'm talking to the extent where company A will, you know, invest one, two million dollars to develop systems for scraping company B's data, mm -hmm. you know, because again, because by having and, that, they're going to yeah. be able to undercut them and make four million dollars. Sure. This is extremely I mean, real. In fact, this is, I, in my personal experience, I would put a dollar on this being the majority of these sophisticated bot cases. I mean, it would make sense. Yeah. Like, what other motivation and resources yeah. would these people have if not for a competitor? So, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not all just account takeovers and trying to steal money out of your bank account. You know, mm -hmm. like nobody wants your 30 bucks. <laughs> right. Well, I, I right. think, I think having, not having the thirty bucks is not the thirty bucks. It's the uh, it's the information behind it. It's the social security number. It's the date of birth. It's the location. It's the well, even more than that. If they can get a bot on a on a if they can get a bot on a desktop, yeah, yeah. if they can get remote execution, I mean that's that's another residential I, I, IP that they don't even need to pay for at right. that point. And, and granted, like a lot of these AWS boxes that are even coming in, or like even the even the Lambda stuff, um, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of uh, compromised Amazon accounts. That these come from um it has been cool i have seen tons of evidence um granted anecdotal but from people who allege to have been victims saying like hey when i told amazon that hey my shit was compromised and they looked into it and they said yep looks like it they gave all the money back <laughs> they said okay we're, you're not wow. you're not on the hook for this bill now i have also heard evidence where people said the third time it happens amazon stopped giving a shit Right at that so, point, you right. should change your password. <laughs> yeah, and that, right, and that's so only like, at that point. I, right. I threw a tweet on <laughs> I threw a tweet on Twitter that was just like, "Hey, look, we fucked this guy's Lambda account up," and I got a lot of responses that were, uh, "Yeah, but that probably wasn't his. You probably fucked up some poor guy whose account got compromised." Yeah, and, but how many times has it happened? Uh, right, exactly. you know my. My end response to that is it's not my problem. Yeah. You know, that guy's, you know, that guy's systems were being used to launch an attack against someone I'm charged with protecting. Am I, what, what should I do? Go, oh, oh no, these servers were compromised. Never mind. You let them in. Come on. Right. <laughs> Come on, guys. Let him in. Like, it's not I, I his don't, fault. I don't care if it's on his account. That's, you know, or if he's not actually doing it. It's his account. It's compromised. Fuck it. 
Yeah, like I you would like I cannot believe you can go through that thread. It's like my pinned tweet on Twitter and just look at that thread. There's an, like an incredible enough people who are like, oh, but those are compromised servers, and you're costing innocent people money. Uh, what? He's what, not innocent because he's compromised. So. What would you have me do? <laughs> As yeah. a defender, yeah, am I like sh- you're defending? Oh yeah, like, oh, it's not your oh no, thing. this is probably a compromised AWS account. Don't don't stop them. Let them in. Come on, guys. I mean, I've been, so here's the problem. <laughs> Shut like, the I, fuck up. <laughs> I could. This is resonating so hard with me. I've more than once. This should resonate insanely hard against anyone who runs a web server. <laughs> right. Exactly. And that's my point. Like you. Gosh, I've been called elitist for this so many times. But like, well, you kind of you, are. If you right. don't know how to run a server. Don't run a fucking server oh, yeah. because this shit happens, you know, and, and like, and you're a good example of that. Like, it just creates problems for the people who don't know any better. Like, you know, there's there's so that accusation of elitist goes around a lot. And yeah, and, and, it, and you're it just stem, it it stems from the like, it sounds like you're just being like, you don't know how IT works. So you should just go fucking make pottery. <laughs> and like, yeah. no, that's not what I'm saying. Maybe you should learn what I'm the saying fuck you're doing you're, before like, you do it. Right. Yeah, if they want to learn, I will totally tutor you. But maybe like study for a year. If at you least, don't know how you know? to safely set yourself on fire. Don't <laughs> set yourself on exactly. fire. That's what that's you're a great saying. Way of putting it. And you can spend a year learning how to safely set yourself on fire. And you'll yeah, and you'll start in your home just setting your foot on fire, seeing what happens, putting it out, yeah. learning. Right. Yeah, that's the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. And I, and I always <laughs> say that like, look, if if it's something you want to do, I will very gladly give you all the resources I know of. I will be there to answer questions you have. Absolutely. I will be there to give you exercises to do to get better. I, I am all for you getting into it yeah. and learning how it works. But for fuck's sake, learn how there it was, works. There was somebody, this might have been a year ago or so on Twitter, that I was fighting was it with. about the email? Yeah! <laughs> yeah. We, we, we did an I episode thought, about that. There was, <laughs> there was somebody like, oh, yep. just run your own email server. And we were all like, <laughs> fucking stop this immediately. No. Yeah. Super no. Super yeah. no three exclamation points. Don't stop. Do now. not stop. Do now. not once. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Learn how to do one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Run a dumb one for no reason. I mean, I've seen watch all the bad crap one, that you know, watch all the bad crap that happens and then go, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Don't run right. your primary email server out right. of your home. Just or even on just like a, a VPS somewhere, like without knowing what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, as someone who ran the email gateways for a Fortune 300, sixth largest online retailer in the world. Uh, that sounds like a nightmare. Do not run my own email <laughs> server. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah. and not to say you shouldn't. Fucking, if you have a passion to figure out how this works, full speed mm-hmm. ahead, go for it. Do not put your important email accounts on it do not right, yeah. you right, right. do not email your accountant via this like yeah 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 i mean every company mcafee semantic intel etc has developed email gateways that cost cost them tens of millions of dollars to develop the security around to make sure that you can email your accountant through them you're mm-hmm. not going to do that from a, a pc you built in your closet <laughs> Right. Now, granted, yeah. your threat model is different, and nobody wants your thirty dollars. But <laughs> right, but <laughs> shit can happen. Sure can. Mm-hmm. So that was yeah. Wow, that was a sidetrack. I'm still very I, for I'm the very record. Fervent I about... am on the last Coors Light. 
Okay. Wow. Good. That's impressive. I finished. I have. I have back. moved on to my Rowan. Yeah. Uh, my Rowan's Creek Kentucky bourbon. Yeah. Which I actually spent. Which, I brought something else. I actually spent a little bit of time not actually drinking, so I've been drinking them pretty heavily now. So. Oh, my apologies. I didn't mean mm-hmm. to distract you. I, I actually, I'm, I'm actually proud of that because that means like when I can distract a drunk from drinking. <laughs> You're right. a good guest. We like having you on, Johnny. You're you're always entertaining. I wish you'd I wish you'd have me on more. I like talking to you guys. Yeah, well, yeah. We, we except love Brent, we can't happen. even talk because he's too busy fucking deep throating his vape pen. Oh, calm down. Yeah, that is the most distracting thing when I'm trying to talk and I hear that vape hit. Yeah, I know. What is it okay, about? We... There's something about the frequency of a vape hit that like that it just fogs it, it the brain. It does catch attention. Yeah, like it it's just, you can't think straight when you hear a vape hit. It's like a it's like a, a seg fault on your thought process. Yeah, it just it's just like stops ah, <laughs> and as soon as <laughs> it's true. done, you're back to what you were doing. For yeah. what it's worth, we do edit it out in post. Oh but, yeah. Uh, but it doesn't help you much. I so wish you sorry would. about that, but also not sorry. <laughs> the really um, funny thing, Johnny, is that Jathan sometimes will start, you know, just pounding away on his keyboard like that. And I'm like, I had to learn to not say anything because otherwise we'd have to cut myself saying, What was that? and you know Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, um, I run a podcast. I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he knows. Hashtag I got one podcast every Friday on all major platforms. (laughs) I think you you mentioned that. Yeah, I think you mentioned it already. But we'll, I mean, obviously we put it on the show notes and stuff. Um, but speaking of Jathan, Jathan, if you have 15 keyboards and you bash on all of them at the same time, and if the keyboards were clams, how many clams do you have? Uh, Well, I'm not an alchemist, but I think it's 15. I don't know what the conversion rate is from keyboards to clams these days. Well, I said if each keyboard was a clam. Yeah, I know, but you're assuming, based on old world knowledge. <laughs> is that like, is that the meme where like, here's what Canadians look like when they see miles per hour instead of syrups per moose? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm trying to do a graceful segue into Jathan's segment. Um but it's not working so well. So, Jathan, why don't you just give us your 15 clams? Sure. So, I was going to talk uh, about my experience today uh, purchasing parts for mm-hmm. my new router. Listen to S4E12, where we talk about that. Yep. Yeah. So, now I want to know. I don't Hold ever on, want to have started, to be in a position where my router needs parts. Are you doing <laughs> Linux or are you doing BSD? That is not about the parts, so I'm mm, gonna hold off on answering that question. Disagree. It's all about the. It's all about. Well, that I mean, base, it can be depending base, on which BSD. You're that all BSD will run on just about anything, but misguided BSD. people. No, your no, mom. So, yeah. no, no, of course, you should BSD. video call your mom. Can we video call your yeah, well, mom? I don't on the air right now. The first thing that I want to do, you want? I can patch her in. Hang on. <laughs> she's really right okay. No, Jason, keep going. She's kind of going. Yeah, she's indisposed at the moment. She but. is. <laughs> so I, I guess what I really wanted to, uh, to mention, I guess, is I bought all the shit for my router build. How much was it? Uh-huh. And I think... Uh, for, let him talk. Oh my gosh. 463 <laughs> but I upgraded from the cheapest stuff I could have gotten. Please tell me it's like right. a steampunk. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going in a closet. It's some item, crampy, case, it's some crampy case that he got. I mean, it's it's not a good looking case. like a gamer 40 case. 40 bucks? It's 40 the, bucks for a case? No, I, the, the case was one of the things I upgraded. I got a smaller, oh. more silent case. Did you say Gamera case? Gamer. 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 Oh, or no, it's, it's Gamera, not. like the... It's not. The old, so, like, so 1960s here's what I'm, movies. Here's what, oh, Gamera? Yeah. Gamera! It's all day I've been grappling with the idea that I spent $450 for a fucking router. Uh-huh. And really, I, I 
could have spent more than that if I had to buy all the parts, but I have some shit laying around that I'm going to reuse. So I, I just don't understand. No, I, I guess I understand to some extent the experience of building it and maintaining it and running it and all that shit. And for what it's worth, I will probably run Linux, but I'm not ruling out the open BSD option. Mm-hmm. I have strong opinions. Do you want to share them or do you want to just say that and leave it there? I, uh, so I, <laughs> nope, leave so it right at that. Just I yeah, I have no let him share. I have the same strong opinion that like every old person has on that. <laughs> I so one of my first IT jobs was running an IS well not running, working with an ISP out of like rural mm-hmm. Wisconsin in the mid to late nineties. Uh and so of course it was all BSD based. Uh so uh because it was good enough for nineteen ninety seven, it must be good enough for now. <laughs> So, and, uh, do you use BSD regularly now? Uh, no, because I don't run network equipment uh, that's uh, full OS. But yeah, like I, at the border, I just don't. I no. In fact, I don't ever. For the rest of my life, I hope to never own a router again that can have parts. <laughs> Isn't that kind of a nice thing though? Because like, hmm. if you don't have a router that has parts, you have a router that's either working or that's not a working. Very, when it stops working, you have to buy a new one. very an- Android mentality. I ran a, I ran a, <laughs> uh, a router that was a Pentium 4 for a year plus. It was a Penguin oh, sure. 1U. You know, and and I, I feel it, like it doesn't take a lot I did too when I was first that. trying to learn Linux. And like, yeah, you do that and you go, cool. And then you go, this was a fucking terrible nightmare and there's no reason <laughs> to do this. It was and fine my, for the most part. It yeah, really and you go, was. the economics of this was not okay because my time is worth more than this, and I'm just going to go buy a very good router from a, security, from a company that regularly puts out security updates, and I'm going to go mm-hmm. the fuck back to what I was doing. Right. So, I, it, it, you know, do you want to pay for it in time or money is, is the, the adage, I guess. But um, I, I have a, a full x86-64 router. And I like how you like go full x86-64. <laughs> yeah, you like that? It's very 90s of you. <laughs> Thanks. I also I also specify. Is it is is it IA sixty four? No, it's x eighty six sixty four. I wonder what sixty four. What does an itanium cost now? Is it like a dollar? Oh, it's got to be super cheap. I I don't even know of many distros that even still support. I'm sure OpenBSD still does, but those were the shit. Like those itaniums were amazing. It was my problem was it was hard to find software because it was it was right at that awkward point where most software Mm -hmm. hadn't been. Convert over to 64. And for those listening who've never heard of an Itanium, it was 64 bits only. Hmm. It did not have a, a compatibility yeah. with a 32-bit instruction set. But anyone who's running them was also writing their own software and compiling right. it for right. it. Yeah, was, I mean, we're yeah. talking beefy. Um, we're talking NSA. Enterprise environments. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, that's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. They were liquid-cooled. Like, yeah. like, the whole yeah. CPU module was a self-contained liquid-cooled module. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, Man, like, they, they had some really cool... Well, I have liquid cooling. I have a, a yeah, but now like li- now liquid but... cooling is something you do just for fun. Like you don't ever. Oh, have not to... even it's it's an all in one unit. I just did it because it was it has more circulation than a fan. It's a lot quieter. Your, how much the course in your on your processor, by the way? Uh, what does this have to do with my one? fucking segment? You fucking fuck. What's your segment? 16, 16 core with three with hyper threading. Oh, this is a this is about router parts. Yeah, this is about router. Tell us about your router mm-hmm. parts. Is it liquid cooled? Mm-hmm. No, he's, well, he's, I think he was asking doing? about what the purpose of it was. Well, I, what I'm asking in particular is, uh, and I think Johnny kind of already got to the point, is like, why are people not just buying like a, a Unify edge router and an access mm-hmm. point and calling it good? I'll fight that well, fight. Well, most people are, is my yeah. point. I, yeah, who? Most people yeah, are. The vast so majority. So why the fuck am I wasting because my life on this? That's what I was well, saying. Why are you late <laughs> wasting your life on this? And I'll tell you why. Are, do you, yeah. I bet you run an Android phone. He does. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why. 
It, you're, is that bad? You're that kind of person. No, no it's not you're bad. Just like tinkering. It's you're that kind of person. It's that you find you derive great enjoyment from from the need to poke at stuff all the time, mm-hmm. and to build and to engineer and to make something milliseconds more efficient. <laughs> yeah, <it does. laughs> oh my god, and, Gen two days. Yeah, and, yeah <laughs> oh right, Gen two for sure. I went through a Gen two I got phase, a absolutely. Gen 2, yeah. And 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 we're archers like, now, so yeah, it's still there. And it's and that's the kind of person you are. And fucking gods bless you. Like without people like that, we would. St- well, we'd probably be better off, but <laughs> we'd still be in the fifties where everyone at least lied about being happy. And uh, <laughs> right. um, yeah, no, and it's just that mentality. If that's what you like doing, do it up, do it up, and brag about it, and show us the cool shit you did with it. But mm-hmm. it's not for everybody, and your right. responsibility is to acknowledge that. Yeah, well, and that's that's. I think it's weird that you keep phrasing. This is now the second time you've done this, Jathan, where you you phrase it in the sense of why isn't everyone or why isn't why aren't most people buying you know a, a pre box solution? I'm I'm saying the vast majority already do. Yeah, the tinkerers are in the the very small You're, minority. It, it's you not like Jathan's everybody circle circle is everybody he sees <laughs> at work. <laughs> and, whereas I wouldn't even everybody go that far. has to include tinkerers. My grandparents, might be me. you know, like my right. mom, I'm pretty sure it's everybody is who me. thinks I write uh, greeting cards for Hallmark <laughs> so that I don't have to <laughs> troubleshoot <laughs> computers for everyone she knows. Oh, man. And she's called me out on that. And I had to come through. <laughs> I'm saying, Jason, the people who build their own are in the very small minority. So it's very weird that you phrased it under the assumption of the it's opposite. the Trump supporters. There's not many of them, <laughs> but they're extremely loud. <laughs> and that's what he sees. <laughs> I guess maybe I don't know, um, but Jay and we need them to know what bad people look like. <laughs> oh my gosh! Thank you. Can we Thank not? You, We've already done enough politics with this episode. Oh, but no, Jayton. So the the purpose I'm of this. Sure the I reason I only spent four hundred and sixty three dollars today because I said on the podcast that I would do this. Okay. Well, that's that. That was my point of of hey, like, you know, I don't encouraging... love you that much. <laughs> Dad. No, 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 no. That was why you had to go through with it. But the reason I encourage you to do it is because you know shit about Linux networking. That you don't has, know anything that, about it. This is not going to fix this that. Will, this will. Because oh, if, yeah. you, if you when don't fix it, you will not have hole, network access. You're going to... And, and if you don't fix it, you're, gonna you're, learn you're one going of two to lessons. have no internet access. You're going to have no internet You're going to learn one of two lessons and they're both good. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Well, sure. I don't think you have to be that intimate with networking concepts to set up a fucking DNS mask. Uh, oh, oh hey, 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 there's hey, a lot hey. more, guys. There's a lot more to learn. This than is DNS mask. this is you're in for a treat. This is that email server situation all over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fucking right, man. My dad can stand up an email gateway. That's as far as that's as far as he gets. Well, yeah, it's pretty impressive, still though. You know, like some people can't even do that. And you know what? Even if you're super knowledgeable in mm-hmm. You in running various Linux distros specifically made for routing. Is it worth your time when also that's what most of these routers are running anyway that you buy off the shelf? Right. Well, no. And you know, a lot of them. No, they are. Yeah. No, I mean, no, it's not worth my time. Right. Oh, I see. So, <laughs> however, you, whatever you use I to justify your time is fine. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's like a really shitty resume item. Mm. No, it's, it's mm. I would I would say since it's such a minority item. Yeah. And you, no, I'm, putting you demonstrate, that's, I'm putting it on there. I'm putting it on there. That's like no, 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 like, uh, demonstrate that. That's you like a my like you, you're trying to get your first job resume item. 
Like if you're still at that level, how many look? How many? How many like sixteen-year-old basement dwellers have built their own room? Most eight, eight of them. No, I feel like it's one of the no. first things everyone tries to do. And then, I, and then, I'm almost right. positive not. They're like, they're like, oh, it ruined. Right. No, and then they, they install or... Slackware or BSD, and then they and then they go, where the fuck are the pictures? And then, <laughs> and then they fucking, and then they go to <laughs> and the they, store and, and they, they buy Linksys. They just install Ubuntu, yeah. And they install Ubuntu <laughs> and buy Linksys, and then they right. and they dual boot Ubuntu in Windows, and they never boot into Ubuntu after the first like two weeks, right? And so then right. they got this like 512 gig <laughs> partition on their drive sucked up. For an OS right. they never use. But Jathan, you're not when you're doing this, you're not learning DNS mask. You're learning how DNS works. Right. You're not learning how right. Right, IP boy. route two works. You're learning how routing tables right, work and how boy. routing works. Whoa. You're not learning Whoa. You, come on, calm Whoa. down. You're not learning about how IP tables work. You're learning about You're learning why different IP levels tables of, works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And do and it. And th- these are things that you're lacking. And do it up. Yeah. Like this is and and so like as far as like red like resume items, that's what I want to hear. I don't want to hear mm-hmm. like I I run I run my own router with Linux on it. I want to hear what you learned from that. Like hey, I yeah. learned how to, like what I learned concepts. like all these problems with IP tables and the intricacies of it because I started running my own mm-hmm. router, which was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm <laughs> going to keep the fucking thing for at least eight years. Though. Are you? Yeah, just just to okay, prove do it. Gonna just keep to prove it for point. eight years. But do it. Uh, are you going to use it for eight years? No, yeah. oh, no, no. It's, okay. He's going to unplug it tomorrow and just. <laughs> yeah, it's not he's going to go to the store. He's going to buy a, a, a D, what's the T Link? What are they? DP Link, TP Link, fucking the ones with the back the eight, doors. The eight dollar. TP Links are pretty darn cheap, to be fair. Yeah, but you know what? When you forget your admin password, not a problem. <laughs> true you, you know i just use true. the nsa for all my passwords you know yeah oh don't oh know yeah jokes. hey i'm uh i'm currently host uh i just started seeding today like a 1.4 billion credential pair torrent what yeah nice. yeah you mentioned that one in the pre-show. oh yeah that's what i i had to turn i had to stop seeding it just <laughs> although like i've got a 200 meg connection i feel like that's fine for this show you probably uh, if you're if all right, I've turned, I've turned, seating. I've turned it back up right now. So uh, I haven't noticed any latency issues so far. So. Yeah, I'm doing um, 200 meg over Cat three. I just want to say that Cat three. You and, and, and I mean consistent confirmed 200 <laughs> megabits over Cat three. So uh, yeah. keep fucking laughing. You're wrong, buddy. Cat three. Yeah. Look, I mean, if he's doing, I'm doing it. it. Tell, somebody tell me my problem. Please, he's, he's apparently doing please it, so, tell me you know, uh, it, it, what. Uh, if it works, it works. Please tell me where I'm uh, getting screwed. No, it's fine. I'm yeah. just laughing. That's, a, that's another fight I've been yeah. fighting a lot. It's uh-huh. like, yeah, I'm doing this over Cat 3, and people are like, oh my God, I'm going to kill myself. And I'm like, <laughs> what's the problem? Uh, I'm, uh, yeah. I'm like 18 feet from the network closet, and it's over Cat 3, and, they're, and, I'm, and it's only 200 meg because that's what I'm capped at. Uh, uh, so, nice. what's up? What's up? I welcome, I welcome, I welcome your objective criticism behind the have, flaw in the system because I haven't seen it. I'm just, I'm just curious how it got to that point. Do you want, do you got time for that story? Yeah, absolutely. Bring it. Send it. Yeah, we're, I mean, Jathan, are you done with your segment? Oh, I, we're I, at, we're at an hour 40. Yeah. Editor's going to be so mad. It'll be all right. No, we won't. Okay, right. We're, all right. Tell you what, uh, Johnny, write it down or, Here, or email. I'll give you the whatever. four sentence version. Okay, okay. Four sentence version. I live in a building that's uh, over 100 years old. 
Okay. In uh, in, in Y2K, it, it was yep. converted to condos. Okay. Y2K, they ran phone line. Uh, so I recently said I no longer want. I, so I got myself elected to president of the HOA board. Nice. And I said mm-hmm. I don't want Comcast anywhere near this fucking building ever again. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I, I we we got in touch with a bunch of local ISPs and uh, we brought one of them in and they said, all right, cool, we can give you 200 megs a unit for uh, like a third of the price of Comcast. Oh wait, no, hang on. Okay. So so they give us about it's between 150 and 200 megs a unit, being how far you are from the network closet for sure. thirty dollars a month. Wow, not bad. Okay. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Uh, and, uh, and I was like, cool. Like how long is it going to take? Do we got to pay you guys to rewire the building? And they were like, no, we'll just use the cat three. And I'm like, you're fucking retarded. And they were like, <laughs> but and they, they were like, they were no, about, you. Apparently. And I said, <laughs> yeah, okay, prove no it. You. And then they ran a bunch to the furthest units and they were getting like 160 to 200. And I was like, I'm fucking retarded. Wow. That's <laughs> fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So well, and that's that's the thing. Like these those VoIP guys, man. I tell you, they're not VoIP telecom guys. They, like they know they're yeah. Shit. They right, and it's. I mean, it's not. They're not putting. They're not putting like repeaters or amplifiers on these on the ends of these lines either. Like you should see the closet. It's literally they ran Cat Five to the punch blocks for the Cat Three, oh and gosh. it's just Cat Three to the units, and they went to every unit and just swapped the RJ11 for a forty-five, and done. I was like. Insane. That's insane. Everything CompTIA yeah. taught me was wrong. <laughs> and yet, yeah, and yet CompTIA wants to charge me every... Three. Yeah, all right. Uh, we know, we know, we know. We got to close this out. We're, ah, we're way over. I just wanted to bring it full circle so we can close the show. Okay, okay fair enough. Uh, well, this has been System and Trivia. I'm Brent. I'm Jonathan. Uh, I, I'm Peyton. And with us, we had... Johnny Christmas. Great. We'll see you around.